gospel today is taken from the book of Luke, the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for him, them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there is with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem, and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Word of God, word of life. God's grace, peace, and love comes to all of us on this Christmas Eve. Amen. The poet writes, Later that night, I held an atlas in my lap, ran my fingers across the whole world, and whispered, where does it hurt? It answered, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. I'm thinking about Joseph this year. He might be the character in this birth story we know the least about. We have to piece together Joseph's story by reading Matthew's gospel too, because Luke doesn't write much about him. We only know he was engaged to Mary, and Joseph was from the house of David, the family tree of Israel's greatest king. But it doesn't sound like a kingly lineage kept Joseph from hurting. Early on in the engagement, he was told that Mary was pregnant by another. 
The life as he imagined beginning with her now changed. Joseph had to internally process the shock and disappointment of this news, and it was so secret and scandalous. Luke never tells us that an angel came to reassure him that he too was part of God's plan. In this gospel, Joseph has to hold this all on his own. Mary leaves for three months to visit her cousin Elizabeth to be comforted as the baby grew. But we don't hear of the support for Joseph. He probably kept working, keeping focus and occupied while he waited and questioned. And then amid the uncertainty of this marriage, the Roman government ordered all people to register in their birth city to be counted, to be taxed. And so Joseph and Mary go. And Joseph is held responsible for this journey to take on a story he wasn't even writing. Even in his hometown, his family was not able to welcome him in. So Joseph's unsettledness joins all that Mary is already carrying, the unfinished pieces thrown together, waiting to understand how this could possibly unfold into a life that mattered to God. And then while in Bethlehem, Mary's water broke. In the middle of all that wasn't quite right, God comes in a mysterious entry that no one is ready for. Somehow, though, weaving Joseph and Mary's separate experiences together now, weaving them and writing this birth story that we still tell tonight. The first visitors are not people Mary and Joseph have met before. Wayward shepherds showing up, proclaiming that angels came from heaven to find them in the fields, to sing of the joy that God has come and has been born, calling them then to see for themselves that this promise is for real. These shepherds, whom Mary and Joseph probably will never see again, were the witnesses to this birth and God's news of great joy. God calls unlikely people to go, to leave the regular routine, to be a part of God's wide horizon, dawning a day that will forever change the world adding them to the mix to offer what they have as another piece of this unfolding story. On Wednesday nights here at church, kids and adults come up for communion and we invite them to write their prayers on whiteboards. And then at the end of the service, we read what has been written and we pray for all the names and the needs that have been written down. So much of the writing is from kids. They just know what hurts, who needs tending and love, and so they write about it. 
Recently, it was the death of a beloved kindergarten teacher's husband, praying for friends who are sick, for people who are hungry and unhoused, for grandparents who have died, for the people in Ukraine. Maybe even more than us adults, kids trust that God will be found and show up in the hurting places. And as they grow and their faith is nurtured, they will learn that Jesus, God in flesh, was born to people who were still figuring things out in a place so different from what they expected. And that they met people who came into their lives to bring comfort as they witness to God's love. Kids trust that people will pray the prayers they have written and that God will hear them and in the mysterious mix of divine and human, bring all the forces available to offer love, to bring hope and healing to all the places that hurt. You see, God is not done creating, even in the messiest of circumstances, so much so that God in flesh enters to experience this bumpy and ever-changing life with us. This is the Christmas story. And in this humble delivery room, did you notice that the first act of love to the newly born Savior, did you notice what it was? God who could concoct an entrance in any way that God would like is received with a swaddle, a tight wrap, an embrace nurtured skin to skin. The first interaction of divine with human is tender, loving care. And that is the sign the shepherds are told to look for, a babe swaddled lying in a manger. That is God's presence made known. And maybe that can be a sign for us too when we doubt or struggle with our faith, when we're longing for a purpose or a plan or a place, look for the moments of tender, loving care. And when you can't seem to find them, offer it yourself. Be open to the places and people God is calling you to meet. I connected with a colleague of my dad who at the time was the mother to four teenagers and young adults. In addition to being a high school counselor, one who was guiding emerging adults in all the challenges and joys and decisions of life, I just looked at her with awe and I asked, what is your secret? How do you do this? And her response, just love them. As the poet writes, hurt is everywhere, yes, but love isn't far behind, showing up in unlikely places, offered from person to person, kind act by kind act, 
Jesus is born for every hurting place and comes to remind us that this is where God will be found. And maybe that is why all of Jesus' life was coming close to people on the edges with that TLC, proclaiming that blessing would be found for the weeping, the poor, the peacemakers, the hungry, the persecuted, and the excluded. And amazingly, God empowers us to both care and be cared for, extending this swaddling love each day to wrap this fragile world. If your life is unsettled these days, if the life you're living is not the story you expected, if you are holding something tenderly, if you're wondering where to go next, you are in good company. This is the place where the Savior is born, and on this night, God comes into this weary world Connecting people who have never met along with the earth and the sky together in proclaiming the story of how the divine is so enfolded into this world. Wherever you are, you are a part of this story and no part is too small. This will be the sign. Lives wrapped in love. The poet writes, the atlas of the world is held in God's lap, but God can't stay there. A savior is born. God comes down into this imperfect world and into your heart. Let it be so. Amen.